What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. What's up, party animals? It's Thursday night and beer show night right here on 1500 ESPN. As always, you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com, also available on Podcast One. And we are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. Uh, Should I call you Mr. Podcast? What do you mean? I don't know. Your podcast is blowing up. The GL podcast? Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's more than fun. It's killing it. Is it? Is it the number one podcast in the Twin Cities now? Sure, why not? I think it is. I don't think we have to be factual. We can just make up. No, but I we think want. actually that might be factual. Too. Yeah, it, it's it's been going extremely well, and uh, it's it's uh, it's it's been it has it, it has been fun because sounds great. We get to do the same show essentially. It's just on a, uh, available on a different format, but we do it from this studio. It's it's. It's a good time. If anybody I, uh, listens to that podcast, you hear Joe say things like, oh, we can't do the show because someone has their hat on because he doesn't <laughs> like the show. To, and then when Reavers walks in here and Joe's not around, right before we started, took it off. he took off his hat, put yeah. it down. He doesn't even know he's doing it. So, Joe, you've trained him well. Congratulations. Well, and I know he's listening, too. So that's, uh, that's a big He'll think that's thing. funny. Yeah. So I have to ask you a question. We, yes. we, we touched on this briefly uh, in the green room before with, with our guest from Elevated and uh, Odell Brewing, who will be with us very shortly. But... I have to ask you about um, the redesigned West Seventh, and I don't know if, if we if this has come up on the show before. Um, but actually, Rookie and I, oddly enough, were talking about. Oh, I remember because the other day he was talking about picking up dinner at Cassettas or whatever. Sure. So he and I started talking about the transformation that's taken place on West Seventh outside of the XL. It's it's incredible. It's you're not you're missing it too because you just come to XL and then leave from there. Yeah, it's. All the way down West 7th, all the way to not 35E, but getting close to 35E. It's this huge transformation. There's the keg and case. It has clutch brewing in it, uh, Revival Restaurant, Revival Put, one of their quick restaurants, a barbecue restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. a barbecue joint, one of the high-end restaurants in there. It's um, it's like Midtown Global Market on West 7th, but it's really high-end, really cool. There's a like a specialty donut shop. There's a mushroomery. I don't know what that really is, but a, mush, a, a mush- place that just sells mushrooms. Far and, out. And it's fun. It's funny because when I heard that, I thought, oh, congratulations. There's another business going out, right? right. I just laughed because who needs to only buy mushrooms? Then I went in there and I'm like, oh my God, this is super cool. So like, is it, it, just is it the great. health eaters then that, uh, like, no, no, like it's for like, my wife? This is, that... is like a specialty. You, you can buy like a log that has mushrooms growing out of it and, and it that's what you, Gross. you pair that mushroom with, you know, so you, it's like a plant oh, you have at home. I gotcha. um, it's really, really, really cool. But as you drive down West 7th now, uh, there's no parking left. When you drive down West 7th, people are running across the street. You're like, oh my God, this is changing. I'm going to tell you, if you're an investor and you want to live in St. Paul, east side of... 35E, right? So east of 35E. Like where the Burger King is. Yeah, all the way to the river. Yep. And south all the way down to where 35 pulls back to West 7th. Okay. That area is going to be one of the last bastions of affordable housing in St. Paul. And the area is off the charts. It's just getting really fast, really cool, really fun. Well, because if you go, so I came, when I came up to the, um, uh, so I, the wife and I took the boys to the wild game uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I couldn't really go into any of these places. Cause sure. I, have my, I have my wife and my kids with yeah. me and they're, and they're lame, you know, they're not, we're not <laughs> going to go anywhere fun. Yeah. But then I, we did the, um, 
we did the suite at the at the uh, Leonard Skinner concert with a bunch of listeners, and so I I, I had to, but mm-hmm. I was the last one there because I was responsible for signing the bill, making sure everybody got out of there okay. So by the time I got out, the concert's over. Well, the parking ramp to get out was packed, Packs, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit in my car for half an hour. So yeah. I just I walked down because I wanted to check it out, and it was really cool. Um, the, there was the place, so you go past Eagle Street, you know, Truck you're Park. walking south. Truck Park. What a cool concept. Isn't that so? Yeah. Inside of this big, huge restaurant, there are a bunch of, of trucks inside, like food trucks, and then it's very casual. You Was it nice that day at the Leonard Skinner? Well, this would have been... 10 30 11 o'clock at night but did they have the windows all oh up? yeah yeah yeah. it, okay, was, it so was a nice night it feels yes. like you have like you're out on the street drinking it felt like uptown yeah it, it's really cool it really did so right from excel all the way down to basically where 35e crosses back over west 7th is blowing up breweries down there bars everything's just blowing up it is a little hidden jewel did you okay so well, let, let me, me ask well i was okay. gonna ask you um does it do well outside of nights of concerts Absolutely. and and, it's, and it's, wild games? And honest stuff? to God, it is blowing up. The so restaurants are blowing up. It's it's, it's revived busy. downtown. St. Almost Paul. where you know there's a um, Digidio's is an old time Italian restaurant that's been on West Seventh forever, All right. and they were on West Seventh when no one cared about West Seventh. They have valet parking now because it gets so busy. They oh, have wow. to, and that's like. In the middle of West Seventh, with nothing around it, it's it's not even all the way down past Mancini's yet. You know where where of course mm-hmm. you have Mancini's. Okay, so let me ask this: I went to the last um, Minnesota United football game this oh season. I know you're. What but is wrong with because you? Because the LA Galaxy were here. And, I mean, and, sorry, I forgot. You know we're the who, home uh, of the United here, fifteen hundred ESPN. Whoops. Zlatan <laughs> Ibrahimovic is. Do you know who that is? Oh sure. Okay, well he's like the number yeah. one footballer. Yeah. Do you know him? No. Okay. So like fifty thousand, they announced fifty thousand. Declan's there. laughing at me. Declan, hold on. Declan, are you a soccer guy? I forget. I am not. But I support the United. Well, I do too. Okay. And I, listen, okay. and I should rephrase it. I, and I right. truly and I mean this when I say this. I, I obviously, I'm not a soccer fan. I didn't grow up with the sport. I, I just, but I don't look down upon the sport no. because I know there's a ton of people out there that love soccer. I've so. kicked a couple balls in my lifetime, but I've never played soccer. So, boom, boom, boom. But I still anyway. like it. And I went to see Zlatan. and he's by far the coolest player ever. Right? Did you know that before the game? Yes, that's the only reason. You're I, lying. I, no, I, I swear to God. That's okay. The, okay. And, and I actually, you could see that he was different. From from all the players like well you're like well you are really that much better than everyone okay. else but my point was is when we went out to get into the car and drive away we were parked in this parking ramp and what goes through your head the moment you hop into your car mm-hmm. and you see all red lights all the way down what oh. hops into your head right off the bat why did i do this mine is i have to pee Oh. Even if I don't have to pee, the first thing I think of is I'm never going to make it out of here because well, I got to pee. Wait a minute. If you went to the United game, you were on campus then. I was on campus, but I was in one of the oh, mega oh, ramps. Okay, okay. I and mean, it was back. It was it was uh, more people went to that than any Gophers game this year. I guarantee. All right, I I I, I will say I'm not a soccer fan. Yes. I will say this though. That new soccer arena That'd that looks cool, cool. Yep. and I think that that would be a fun because it's all about the vibe, right? Whether you whether you're a fan of of a given sport or not, or if you're a fan of a of a particular band or not, you don't care. It's about the vibe. It's about the entertainment value. It's about everything else that goes along with it. I'm not a Kid Rock fan. Mm-hmm. I had the most fun I've ever had at, at a live show yep. of Kid Rock because he put he's it's fun he gets it sure he's a he performer he puts on a performance it's fun it, it it's exactly what a rock concert is supposed to every, be every every country concert I've ever been to can be described the exact same way I don't know anything about country N- women look the best at country concerts yes they right? do yes they something do something about Daisy Dukes and and 
I don't wear them. I can't pull that look off. Mm-hmm. But and I don't have cowboy boots. I was a uh, look. I was an intern at a, a, a large cluster of radio stations across sure. town. I've heard of that one. Uh, right when I was out of college, and they used to do those four concerts out at Canterbury Park every at the end of every summer. Okay, and it was the four stations that play sure. music, and they would do a concert. And as an intern, you had to sign up for two of them okay. to work. Oh, and. Without question, the first one that signed up, the the, the sign up was full, mm. was the country show. The country station. Every single summer. Smart. Good. See, you're a thinker. Because <laughs> all those dummy dudes wanted to go to watch the girls at the country show. It's not a bad way to go. I'm So I'm excited about West 7th. I'm glad you oh, made it yeah. down there. Don't forget that. A lot of beer. You know, there's some great breweries. We have, uh, what, Bad Weather right on West 7th? Clutch Brewing on West 7th. Have we had, because that's what I was going to ask you about, have we had Clutch Brewing on? Because no. it's not ringing a bell. No, they're, I mean, they're basically new, like a month or two old. Oh, they yeah, are. Yeah, they oh, opened okay. in this facility. How big of a space is it? It's probably uh, 25,000-ish square feet, and then there's a mezzanine level with the brewery up on top, and there's probably 20 different vendors inside, and some of them, you know, are kind of smallish, and I don't know how long they're going to last, although the place has been bonkers busy since so, it opened. If you're getting your start and you're at a, a piece of real estate like that, mm-hmm. you've got to have some decent financial backing to get a start there, correct? Yeah, but at least you're you're sharing the space. So you only have 1,000 square feet of the 25,000 square feet. Okay. And then the guys from Revival have a restaurant that 500 people are coming into every eight hours. So you're, they're dragging customers past you. You know, the mushroom guys probably couldn't do it on their own. I don't know if you even saw there's a there's a honey company in there, but they have a real beehive. In the middle of the thing where you see the bees, it's no. like it's encased in glass, and then there's this big Weird. tube that goes up out the ceiling, and the bees—that's how they come in and out through that. Wait a minute. Yeah. So it's like a doggy door, like a chimney that takes it right out. They, so so why, they can go why do the bees come back? Because that's where the queen is. Uh, oh, know? okay, you, I got gotcha. you. Why do you go home? Because <laughs> I'm told to. No, because that's where your queen is. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, probably. So, okay, I, I, so I do like that. So you're you're procl- Oh, this is what I, also I was going to get to. You were talking about um, real estate and 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 price point per land, blah yeah. blah blah. So the, you kind of lost me there for a little bit, but it did it did remind me of when I came up to the concert. I was coming from my. I didn't come from here. Mm-hmm. I came from my house. And so I did the whole avoid traffic, come up uh, River Road. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, she- is it Shepherd, right? Shepherd, Shepherd exactly, Road. Yep. So I came up Shepherd, and I couldn't believe how many huge build- apartment buildings. Oh, my God. Yep. Because I, I hadn't been that way in probably three or four years. That's the clientele that's living in that area. That's why it's making it really special. You know, um, the guys from Parlor. Uh, oh, yeah, Jester Concepts. J- Jester Concepts. They have a parlor now right across the street from uh, park, Truck Park, down the block uh, closer to that's right. the airport. That's heading right. Heading down towards the airport. Literally one of the best hamburgers in town. It's, the you know, I, I was there the other day for my girlfriend's sister's birthday, if anybody needed to know that. And literally eight of us sat down and every one of us ordered the burger. Oh. How good was it? Yeah, so good. I mean, it is. The Parlor Burger keeps winning Best Burger all over the place. And they have this like deep fried cauliflower thing that's real good too. It's the only only way. It's the only way. I went to a place called Hot Pot today. Should I tell you about it? Sure. You, You sit at a table and they have like a stove in the table and they set a pot down and you bring it to a boil. Then they bring all of your food that you have to cook in the pot by yourself. And I, my buddy that brought me there, I thought, why? Can't we just have them cook it? And back there? So is it like the melting pot, that kind of deal? Kind of, but it's it's for pho, like P-H-O, you know, at a Harvard. I don't think it's pronounced pho. It's, it's pronounced pho. I don't think it, you, I don't think it is. Really? Yes. 
Why wouldn't they call it if it's P-H-O? I think it's pho. Pho. Is I it? I think yeah. it's pho. Uh, there you go. So was that the Rice County in me coming yeah, up? I think, <laughs> I think it's pronounced pho. But, so that's on the menu, and, and but you have to kind of cook it yourself. And I thought, well, this is great. But people with no patience like me think, well, I just want my food. I want you to like hand it to me right when I can eat it instead of handing me all the raw ingredients, and then I have to cook it. But it was kind of cool, something a little different. They had a, that was, remember when that really became a novel concept what late 80s 90s ish cook right at your table well i remember there was a place so you know i mentioned rice county mm-hmm. so growing up in Faribault, we had my folks lived in the country mm-hmm. so they were basically halfway between Faribault and 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 waterville a booming metropolis okay. known as waterville which is just outside of morristown is that by dundas so no dundas is north okay come on get your Sorry, I was get your proximity it's oh. towards mankato okay okay so there was this place in waterville called Gilligan's. I don't think it's still open. But this okay, I don't I can make fun because this is how I was when we when I grew up. And it was right in the lake and Waterville's pretty. on the water it was very oh. pretty mm-hmm. on the water. And this place was right on the right on the the south or the excuse me the uh the the southwest corner of the lake. And the food was whatever. It was sure. fine. But you got to grill it yourself. Oh, they have the and big grill in the middle the, of the restaurant. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, honest to God, Mike, it was like a two-hour wait on Friday or Saturday night. I kind of like that concept because you get up and you grill and you're talking to some people you don't know. But it was, right? think of it, too, because it was, well, you know, Rick's got a birthday party. Oh. Let's get 12 people and let's go to Gilligan's, yeah. right? And so I remember going there with my family one time and I... I didn't, I didn't, I only ordered something because I just wanted to grill it. I okay. didn't even, I was probably like 13 sure. years old at the time or whatever. My dad's like, you're going to order a steak that size? I'm like, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, you know. You have a nice dad. But we were, saying, no. we were, uh, we were just, we were, we were captivated. Um, we were captivated by the thought of grilling our own meat. At a yeah, restaurant. you can do that at your home. Right. Exactly. But at the restaurant, it's, it's kind of cute. But I get to pay more for it out here. That's right. <laughs> oh, so memories. Uh, okay. Why, why, did, why, why did I bring that up? You're, oh, you were mentioning pho. Pho. Okay. Yeah. Well, because they had this little thing. It's in Harmar Mall. It's called uh, Hot Pot 7. I don't know what the 7 stands for, but Hot Pot 7. What, 7th? No, no. In oh. Harmar Mall in, in oh, Roseville. Oh, Harmar Mall. I'm sorry. And you sit there and you, and you have a hot little pot of boiling oil and you cook your meat in there. And I said, what? Well, the meat is not cooked and I'm touching it with my... With my chopsticks as I put it into the thing, is that am I not cross contaminating? And the guy said, "No, you'll you'll be probably be fine." Sure. And he was right. He's right. Okay. And it was good. the The food was really good, but I cooked it myself. Which See, I, seems I, like I, I shouldn't have to tip. I was uh, yeah. I was always with the mindset of I'm going out to eat. I don't want to have to do that myself. No, no. Because I, I don't know how to home. cook. Yeah. I had to have him write down some instructions for me. I'm like, when do I know the noodles are done? He goes, Well, when they look done. I'm like. Well, they look done now. <laughs> the only time I want to do it is when I'm on my grill from Fratelloni's in my there front yard. That's the only time I want there to go. do it. That was, by the way, my very favorite part of your show when um, John Height says his son went up to buy a watch <laughs> from some watchmaker other than <laughs> R.F. Moeller. And then he went to Menard's. Some hardware store other than Fratelloni's. I was like, "Is he going to get a your pillow instead oh, of a my pillow?" Oh my and God. oh, I was I was laughing. I'm literally staring at him, going, "Do you not know how this works? You've been doing radio for 30 years. Yeah, Do you not I think know?" As a newsman, he has to be impartial. Sure, what he of should course. have said, but uh, not in the podcast world. Maybe oh not. My God. Well done. Uh, all right, we're going to step aside for just a brief moment and come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. It's time for the weekly beer run. That's Fratelloni. This is Reavers. This is the beer show. This is the Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN.
The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. It's time for the weekly beer run here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And you know, normally Ryan and Tom are here in studio. They have the best bottle shops, by the way, in the Twin Cities. Uh, they're located in, uh, at Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And normally uh, Ryan or Tom are here, but unfortunately, Mike, we're stuck with Jim this week. Nice. Hey, you said you wanted me more. I know, I know. Time. We need more Jim. We do I, need more Jim. I love when he said, I'm here for the entertainment. And Reaver said, well, when are you going to start? <laughs> when does that start? <laughs> so thanks, buddy. Touché. Appreciate you. Appreciate right you. Right on. So we got uh, the guys from Odell here. I know that Ryan this, is, and Bryce. this is a personal favorite of you guys uh, at Elevated, I know, and not not just because they're great dudes, but because they make really awesome beer. Well, I only come on for my like favorite breweries. Right. And I mean, I definitely... You cherry pick. Maybe. Right. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I've definitely consumed more than a couple kegs of Odell beer in my basement. And there's only a, there's only a handful of breweries I've picked for my own lair before. And they're definitely one that's been there multiple times. That's awesome. Wait, do you have a, a keg in your basement? Uh, generally, I have, I have two tap lines, yeah. <laughs> How did we not know that? What's wrong with that? I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard oh, my right. entire life. <laughs> so now, now he's paid off. Are you his single? You valuable. must be single because you can't be married and have a. Oh cake. no, I'm married. That was the first thing I bought. <laughs> Reavers. I built the bar and like she let me do that before I even got to the upstairs ba- uh, bedroom, which actually going on. Two years, bedroom still not done, but the bar looks great. Nice. What a system, Jim. That is this a your really odd and creepy way of inviting us to your basement? Whether he's doing it or not, I'm coming. Well, maybe. Uh, so let's talk about the featured guests this week. Um, Ryan and Bryce are here from Odell Brewing Company. And uh, you guys have been on the show before. Ryan, so here's what I want to discuss. I'm seeing a couple of different flavors of Odell. But first, I want to talk about how Odell does in the Twin Cities market, because I pretty much know the answer already. But uh, the Twin Cities is good for Odell, isn't it? The Twin Cities is extremely good for Odell. So... Uh, Minnesota is our third largest state as wow, far as distribution really? goes, and that's behind Colorado AR home market, of course, and uh, Texas, which there's just a few people that live there. Wow, so. <laughs> I did not know that it did. I didn't know Minnesota was your third state. That's incredible. It is. is that is that because? Uh, how long have you guys been in the state? Let me ask before before I ask the next. question. We've been in Minnesota for nine years now. Nine years. Okay, that's that's pretty high praise then. Just. Not even being here a decade, right? Right, definitely. I think, you know, we luck out in Minnesota because um, the connection to Colorado, I think, for a lot of people in Minnesota, I don't think I could probably ask anybody in this room that doesn't know a buddy that lived in Colorado for some time or does live in Colorado right now. And uh, Odell prides ourselves in being uh, uh, kind of the brewery of Colorado as far as just representing our state and, and filtering that outside of the state and uh, bring our culture elsewhere. And you had so. kind of first mover because nine years ago, what what else was coming in? You know, right? you truthfully think about what was around Minnesota nine years ago Nothing. in I this, mean, in this crazy craft beer scene yeah. now, right? I mean, there was... Uh, Summit. What, what did you guys have? Probably five breweries at that time? Yeah. Five to ten? That's about it, right? Yeah, I don't even it, know. I mean... 
Maybe Jim Shells, yeah, Shells Summit. Yeah, Surly so, was Surly there. So Surly was opened, around, yeah. When we opened, uh, let's see, there was Indeed, Surly Summit Shells. Um, Mankato was actually distributing right around when we started. Um, as far as in package goes, that's that's about it. I mean, I know there's probably more that I'm totally forgetting and I'm going to, you know, hit myself later. But yeah, I mean, when we opened and we had the Minnesota kind of section in the middle of the store, like the coolers, there wasn't much there. Yeah, the cooler, not the coolers at that point, right? No, now it takes up probably about four or five cooler doors. Mm -hmm. When we opened, Colorado probably took up three or four cooler doors, you know, and but yeah, Odell, even Colorado beer, there weren't as many as there are now. There's even a few more now. Certainly not. There's a... You know, within the last couple of years, since I've worked for Odell, which is eight and a half years, uh, the breweries have doubled in Colorado. So there's actually over 400 breweries in the state Holy of Colorado. Crap. Wow. That's we incredible. got a long way to go. Yeah, I was going to say. So when you're talking about Odell Brewing, by the way, is the guest here courtesy of Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits. So when you're talking about that many breweries in 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 a marketplace that's extremely similar to the Twin Cities, you know, when you're talking about Denver or whatever, but the state of Colorado... When it's that competitive, is it good for business, or is it, or is it more? If you're not making the best of the best, you're going to die a slow death. Uh, that's certainly what it is. Uh, something that you, something that's changed in Colorado over the years. That there are a couple breweries in the state of Minnesota that do do right now. Is not all those breweries actually self distribute or distribute in general? What the majority of them are nowadays is. They have their tap room. They're kind of that neighborhoody brewery, and mm-hmm. you can go there and you can buy pints, taster trays, hats, trinkets, shirts, whatever you call it, right? Sure. And enjoy enjoy the tap room, and that's how they make their living. They and don't they worry like about selling their full the margin beers to make big bucks on they the do. beer they sell in the door. Yeah, they do. That's a big difference, right? What what? Okay, Reavers, bear with me on this because this is kind of a weird one. Oh God! Does everybody that smokes pot also drink beer? <laughs> Or was there any bump down in beer sales when people said, oh, if I want to feel buzzed, I can now smoke weed Hold on. Before you answer that, Mike, I want to congratulate you. You made it six and a half minutes uh, into this interview before you mentioned pot. So (laughs) I'm very proud of you. And I don't even think I did not think you were going to make it that long, but I'm very very proud of you. Did I beat the over or the under? Well, Declan and I had an off-air bet, but we'll No, but is there any logic to that? Was anybody worried about, like, wow... Pot's going to steal some of our beer sales. There is a logic to that, and and it was a topic of discussion. Really, when we knew legalization was coming, and uh, in the long run, beer sales actually went up because of it. <laughs> there you go. What was <laughs> tourism? Probably not, went up, right? Not to not to you know peel back the curtain all the way, but when you were having those discussions. What was the thought process that it was it the, the 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 complete unknown or what was that talk? I think that talk more concerned a certain age group of sure. uh, you know everybody only has so many financials to mm-hmm. spend on fun things, right? But yeah, well, the twenty-one-year-old kid of Colorado, buy beer, right? Right. Yeah. But I guess that twenty-year-old kid was probably already spending that money. It just wasn't legal yet, right? Sure. So is <laughs> yeah. uh, is Bryce allowed to talk, or is he just here for the arm candy aspect of it? Oh, he needs to get in here. All right. <laughs> so, Bryce, uh, first of all, welcome to the beer show. What is your role with Odell Brewing Company, sir? Uh, so I came about a year and a half ago. So me and Ryan split the state to help okay. out how competitive the state is. So I kind of have west side of the state. 
So that's where my role is. Did you guys flip a coin to see who got what? Is uh, we did not, but I asked for Duluth when I got hired, and he said absolutely not. So <laughs> he sent me down to uh, the southern towns instead sure. of up to Duluth. Well, he's smart because actually we were just off the air talking about our buddy Ben, who works for Bent Paddle, uh, up, up in Duluth. And what I love about that area is it's almost kind of like its own... Uh, its own little craft beer uh, empire. Market, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty cool. I agree. It's like a different country when you go up there, too. So is that, obviously, that that factors into the state of Minnesota being number three for you guys, but do you what, what do you guys see percentage-wise of distribution going to the Twin Cities, up to Duluth, and then throughout the state? I mean, or is it not that easy to break it down that way? Uh, the majority of our time is just in the metro area just because of the sheer number of people, mm-hmm. but the outer markets do still crush our beer. I mean, with the new one here, you think the... Smaller farm towns want to like milkshake IPAs, things like that. Just the smaller community, the beer world is still growing even that way. The guys drinking uh, craft beer is now used to be drinking, you know, uh, light beers, things like that. He's starting to drink IPAs, amber ales, things like that as well. Cool. Michael, you had a question. Yeah, you know, I, I find this kind of interesting because a lot of big breweries from outside of Minnesota come in, but they don't have many feet on the ground, right? They just think, oh, everyone's heard of our beer and they're getting killed in this market. Some of them are still making it but it's important to have salesmen in every market and now with two with the state that's a that's a lot of sales depth right is that it, it is um we actually have three people in the state of minnesota okay. our regional manager is based out of uh, minneapolis and that's kind of because of um just odell as a company the way we have focused throughout the years is our culture is people first beer second financial after that. Okay. So with that culture, we have a lot of care about our beer in the market and the quality of that beer in the market. Mm-hmm. Odell being the 27th largest craft brewery in the nation, we actually only distribute to 17 states. So when you actually look at that map, the majority of our other peers, including the ones above or below us, are almost in all 50 at sure. this point. So it really is just care of where we are and the people who have supported us for such a long period of time, let's mm-hmm. continue to support them. And that's such smart. as elevated. Yeah, that's smart. Know? That's smart business. So let's talk about the beer. Uh, as long as we got you on, why not? Um, before we get into the new stuff, and I'm trying because I'm I, I'm trying to always test my memory. And I did not know you guys. I assumed when I first had your beer, however many years ago it was, um, through the guys at Elevated. I remember loving the the Tangerine IPA. Um, was that? Tree shaker was a tree shaker. Yeah, right. Was am I right? I remember going. Oh my god, this is fantastic! And I just assumed that you guys were a local brewing a brewing company because you know there's so many good ones around here. And like, no, dummy, they're from Colorado. They know what they're doing. But that was that was my first introduction to you guys at Odell was a tree shaker IPA. My god, was that a great beer? That's awesome. Yeah, tree shaker. Tree shaker will be coming out in uh, January again. That's, I'm not waiting until then. Damn it! I want it now. <laughs> I'll pull some out of the cellar. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. No, but that was a—it's a really good beer, and uh, so that that got me kind of indoctrinated with you guys and the quality of, of beer that you guys do at Odell. So, what else am I looking at that uh, Mike has been teasing me with uh, as I have to sit here and drink my uh, Monster Energy? So we got a few beers in front of us right now. Uh, the first one is ninety shilling. This is the beer that we started our brewery with. Uh, in 1989, so this year is actually going to be our 30th anniversary. That's this Crazy one right here. Think. Yep. I want to check it out. So 90 shillings is a unique beer because it's kind of a cross in between an amber and a scotch ale. Oh, so smooth, creamy, caramely, malty, a little dry. Um, and as crazy as it is, that beer's been out for 30 years and it still has growth and is our 
Isn't Pop that cool? Beer in our home state of Colorado. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, the majority of breweries, as far as their their kind of flagship offering, you know, that's that's here and gone a do, long time ago. Do you also think, and I, this is my outsider's perspective on this, but do you also think that when you have a, a, a flagship IPA like that, that too many breweries are scared to tamper with it a, a little bit because they're afraid to maybe alienate the diehard dedicated fans of that beer? I think so. No question. I mean, you know, you... You don't need to tamper with something that works, right? Right. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. Right? But at the same so. time, you know, it could you could be bringing in more people that otherwise wouldn't have tried that particular style of IPA. I think a way to survive in this market is all about innovation, and I think that's why we're so big at Odell. I mean, there's two new beers sitting right here where we're not going to just keep making the same stuff. We're going to be with the times, yeah. which keeps us getting new people. And even our old drinkers, they're going to still keep coming back to us because of the new innovation which is huge about our brewery. And here with his standard weekly IPA question, Mike Fratelloni. <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm in love with the fact of a company that's smart enough to make as many IPAs as possible. So we have the, <laughs> what, what, what do we do? Like name some of your IPAs so people can understand what you make. And and what, what do I need to try other than the 90 shilling if I've had that? What do I need to try so I get a better understanding of the flavor or, or the essence of Odell? Sure. So, I mean, I think Odell is certainly well known for our hop forward beers and it is no secret that we produce more IPAs than anything else in our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell IPA, always the classic Odell IPA is technically the only beer, uh, in the IPA category in the nation that has won a gold at the world beer cup and great American beer festival. Wow. Um, in a, that, that beer has been around since 2007 and we have not tinkered with the recipe at all. Uh, my personal beer that made me want to work for a, Odell Brewing Company. Oh, really? That was the gateway. That, that, so, that yeah. was it. It was it was one of those you know twenty first birthday pub crawl type things. Yep. Odell was the last brewery that I landed at in Fort Collins when there was only six. Now there's like twenty seven, and I literally had Odell IPA, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I need to go to many other breweries in no, this town we're good anymore. Here. I'm just gonna hang out in this tap room. <laughs> cool. So say that one more time. Uh, the Odell IPA is the only IPA to ever win a gold medal in the IP. In, say that one more time. At the World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Fest. Wow, that is amazing. When yeah. you think of how many IPAs there are out there, that's really an impressive thing. Who did we have on last week that they won a gold medal for one of their beers, and it was a seasonal, and they weren't sure they were going to bring it back out? And I thought, oh, wait, what? You won a gold <laughs> medal? You'd think that would be one you'd jump on. So you guys were um, bright enough to say, we're going to keep this going. Sure. It's a, and, a beer, a winning beer for and us. And with that, that was, you know, our continued knowledge and innovation and uh, our connections to hop farms. You know, we get the pleasure to actually have enough connections where we get some of the most experimental hops out there. Mm-hmm. And we're the first brewery to ever use them. I mean, we're the first brewery in the nation to ever use mosaic hops. That's oh, really? what maybe the hottest hop, hop yeah. there still is to this day currently. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with those hoppy beers, Citra. Yeah. Yep. Um, with those hoppy IPAs, uh, innovation is key for us. And we came out with a beer called Rupture last year, and we hand-built a hammer mill at our brewery. So Rupture's in front of us right now as well. We're all drinking on it. And uh, we hand-built a machine at our brewery called a hammer mill. Same machine that a hop farm actually uses to grind hops, and then they pelletize them. Mm-hmm. So for preservation year round. And we built a smaller version of that. So with this beer, we're actually fresh grinding day of brew, whole flower hops. And throughout that process, we're getting uh, a lot more hop oils into the beer. And we actually 
get huge aromatics with with a clean hop flavor profile on the finish, relatively no bitterness. This beer actually has less bitterness than our amber amber ale. So for the beer nerds out there, they love it. And for the people that are scared of drinking IPAs that can't handle that bitterness side, that's it's me. not that's the hot flavor that's totally that me. throws them off. Right? So I'm going to ask a really stupid question because it sounds genius. But when you were mentioning how you you know the the, the freshest quality, the natural, why aren't any why aren't other breweries doing that then? Expensive. That is a good question. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. you know, it was it was expensive yeah. to build that mach- machine, certainly, okay. and it's kind of cool with that machine. Just because I see... We could pelletize our own hops, too, so we could actually take these experimental hops and have them year-round. It's yeah. only because I, I see that this industry, much like a lot of others, it's a copycat business in, in some cases where, you know, if someone's doing something very well and successful, then others are going to simulate that because they want to, you know, everybody's in the game to produce quality. So that's the only Certainly. reason why I thought Certainly, and, we, and we've heard rumors of some breweries that are starting to look into it and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, so, and, and that, and we didn't patent it at all. We, we released this beer because we believe in camaraderie in cool. the craft beer industry that's awesome with the hopes that other people would kind of do a cool fresh grind style uh well, your you question know, by the way was well, lakes and legends last week lakes and legends yeah. in fact i've worn that shirt a few times you know it's it's cool when you're odell's because you get to innovate on a really high scale and not many people can copy it you know no one in no brewer in minnesota is gonna say well let's go buy a million dollar you know thrashing machine that gets the oils out of the hop right I mean, well, they kind of could because, like I said, we hand built it, so it's just uh, so, the genius maintenance. Oh, department. really? Okay. Yeah. See, so Bartley, maybe you should start Bar- selling Bartley at your at store. Bed Bruce Dillery will do one. Yeah, he'll, right. he'll, he makes everything. I promise it was not a million dollars. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so before we're out of time here, uh, we we should mention, by the way, that there will be two tastings featuring Odell Brewing Company at both stores of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits from on Friday. From 5 to 7 p.m. at the Minneapolis store, like I said, at Hiawatha and 42nd. And then Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. That one is uh, on Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. You can try and sample the great Odell Brewing Company. And you know what, Jim? You get to do that for free. That's a no-brainer in my book. Uh, Well, definitely. I'm going to be there. Sampling? I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. I mean, of course. That's I'll be in Minneapolis working. tomorrow night. Yeah. Fant- and you guys are all over social media with postings, and you guys do a tremendous job of not only promoting, uh, you know, the given uh, featured guests this week, but also your monthly, weekly guests and all sorts of tastings that are upcoming with cool events. Of course. Oh, you're doing this to me again. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. So, yeah, you can uh, get us on Facebook at Elevated BWS uh, and Elevated WBL. Uh, on, well, that's on Twitter, right? Yep, yep, and on Facebook, okay. they're the same thing. Now you're nervous because I'm now, you yeah, because all of a yeah. sudden I was like, I normally like write it down so I don't <laughs> mess up. It's like the easiest thing for me to do is like really remember is. that. And Reavers knows every little part of it too. I so like he to can just do put it. Yeah, he's got the flop sweat going because now I got him all nervous. No, you did. You did a good job. <laughs> um, and also Odell Brewing Company, you guys. Uh, if people want to find out more information about you guys, maybe upcoming events. Things of that nature where they can find your beer. I'm assuming all of that's available online. It is, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we got it all. Odellbrewing.com is our website. Can I touch on our last beer we have here? Oh, God, please. I thought we hit on it. Yes, please So we have a brand new beer coming out. It's not coming out until December, but we sent you guys a nice fancy uh, wrapped can to check out. And it says sample only. (laughs) So we're coming out with a year-round fruited sour. We're calling it Sippin' Pretty. And it's a super fruited sour, so it's got elderberry, guava, acai, then we put a hint of Himalayan pink salt on the backside. Okay, that one's going to stay right there, and that will be enjoyed by the host at 7.01 p.m. <laughs> so it'll come in six-pack cans, so look for that uh, in December in all of uh, the elevated stores. That's really cool. I bet that's going to go gangbusters. It is, yeah. Again, it's go back to innovation. We know sours are hot right now, so 
And, and especially nice good beer. ones, because I know a lot of people are turned off by sours to yep. some degree because it's a polarizing beer. But I found myself because I did not like sours when I first, you know, uh, when I first had them. But with everything else, they got better over time, and now I love them. I think well, there's, there's two main different kind of categories of sours, and this is kind of this everyday drinker, every person sour. Um, you know, the, and you've seen it from other breweries locally that do really well with them. You know, that's why it's going to be year round. You can have it, ref- you know, it's refreshing, mm-hmm. easy to drink. Yep. There's not many people that dislike this style of beer. Sometimes when they think sour, they're thinking those big, huge wood age, you know, like horse blanket, whatever. However, they're amazing and Odell makes some of the best in the country, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the super easy drinking year round sour coming out it, that we'll all be crushing. Exactly. And for those health nerds out there, it'll actually be under 100 calories. Oh, wow. That is very rare for I'm feeling skinnier already. Give me the name of it one more time. Sippin' Pretty. Sippin' Pretty. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, this was fun. Thanks so much for coming and making time for us. Thank you for having us. You got it. And uh, Jim, you did okay. All right. Well, one last thing for Elevated. Please. Uh, We are up for three kind of a big deal awards. That's right. I saw this. Yeah. And we need to get the, the votes are in by the 31st. Okay. So get on there, you know, and Every other thing else you love about beer and food and whatnot in the Twin Cities, get on there and vote on uh, the Growler.com. Kind of a big deal awards. You guys are kind of a big deal. Well, we won one. We won two well, years ago, right? Well, last year. Last I came year. On, okay. I came on the day after it was announced. Fantastic. And you did well, I'm sure. Uh, brilliant. We're going to step aside and wrap things up. You're listening to The Beer Show live on 1500 ESPN. I can get you buzzed. You're tuned in to the beer show. Yeah, I can fix them. On 1500 ESPN. This is the beer show. Chug your beard. On 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni. So, Michael, um, uh, a listener sent this to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was familiar with it. I want to give this proper credit. This is from Mike, who sent this in back at the end of September. And you you guys are in Declan's here, by the way, too. You guys are both familiar with Jim Gaffigan, the yes. comedian, who's oh, yeah. hysterical. And can we play anything from him? Because oh, he's, he's extremely clean. Is he? Yeah, that's. Okay. But I just I, I said it to Declan just to make sure that it was going to be good. That was that it was clean to play for the radio. But okay. he has an entire bit about the, the the world of craft beer. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, so he's hilarious. Uh, here is Jim Gaffigan and his thoughts on the world of craft beer. I like beer. This may not surprise you by looking at me. I am an overweight American male in my (laughs) early 40s. All right, late 40s. All right, let's just say I'm an overweight American male who likes beer. Not just any beer. I like a quality beer that can help me forget that I'm, well, not in my early 40s. A beer (laughs) preference is personal. At family reunions, my brothers will always make fun of me for liking fancy beer. Jimmy and his fancy beer. As far as I can tell, what makes my beer preference fancy to my brothers is that it requires a bottle opener. But I'm aware my beer palate is anything but complex. Now it seems every city, town, and hamlet I visit has its own beer made by locals. Specialty beers, micro beers, craft beers made by community artisans. 
and I can tell you without exception, they're all bad. I, I'm not exaggerating. No, I don't care how cute the beer name is that has to do with local folklore. I don't care how beautiful the hand-drawn label is of the cactus wrestling a penguin. The main problem is, well, they don't taste like beer. I guess I'm a traditionalist. I don't want a beer that tastes like chocolate or oranges or avocados. I want a beer that tastes like, I don't know, beer. How did we lose our way? Are we that bored with beer? I don't know about you, but I'm tired of fielding questions from waiters like, how hoppy do you like your beer? <laughs> I don't know, how many hops are in a good tasting beer? Recently I had a bartender try to sell me on a beer that had a Jolly Rancher kick to it. <laughs> oh, America, what happened? So, while I laugh at that, I am the guy that, you know, likes a lot of the different varieties. Sure. We were, we, in the last segment, we were talking about uh, the, the, the different varieties of Odell Brewing Company. But he does have an ounce of truth in it. But have you ever seen him, have you ever seen that skit performed live with Jim Gaffigan? I have not. So then he, he then goes into, because a lot of these comedians, yes, they make their money going on tour and things like that. But they also are involved in endorsements and sponsorships. Yeah, sponsored by Bud Light or whatever. So that literally, yeah. he goes into a, but if anyone's willing to write a check, you know, oh, it, it's it's okay. very, very funny. It's he sounded very, very like funny. a young Andy Rooney, didn't he? Gaffigan? Yeah, just a little, the way he talks so calmly about it. He has that little it. lisp and yes. his delivery. I way to relate to the young audience, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way to go. Andy well, Rooney. hey, uh, Jim Gaffigan and, and I, and me, Jim Gaffigan and I are Jim both Gaffigan. Uh, in our late 40s, it sounds like, so... That's what he you would and say, I, and I, and I. Yes. Yeah. See, I was nine years at the University of Minnesota. Well, Thank you. He uh, has a couple of bits that I find hysterical. Uh, the chief among them is his bit about camping, um, mm. in which you know, because he he always makes the joke of, yeah, I've got seven kids or whatever it is, six or seven kids, and he says, you know what it's like having seven kids? It's it's like being in the middle of the ocean and drowning. And someone hands you a baby. You know? uh, but he has one about camping where he just goes on and on about how I'm what they call indoorsy, you know. And mm-hmm. he says, yeah, I want to take a burn a couple of vacation days and sleep on the ground. Never it's have done it in my entire life. Camping? I've never camped you're, one. You strike me as a bit of the, you're a hardware store owner. You're supposed to be outdoorsy. Never in my, in my entire life. I've only been outside all night a few times. And they've never once involved. Well, just you know, but you still end up some point in time inside, right? Okay. On on all those nights, never in my entire life have I slept out of doors in a tent. You're kidding me? No, not even with your girls. Not no, my girls. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't want to do it either. I don't. They've never talked you into doing it. No. Okay. Not to this point. Maybe they would. In fact, my (laughs) my youngest asked me, and she kind of looked at me with a real questioning look, like, "Are you even a man?" You know what is has have your kids done that to you yet? Oh, well, I, I, just that, wait. Wait till you do something <laughs> stupid in front of them and they look at you. Oh. And your kids are young, so you can just blow it off. They're still at the age where everything they think everything I do is cool, yes. which I know is really coming to a crashing halt yeah, it's here soon. Go quick. But yeah. I we were talking about going camping and my son is my oldest son is wired a lot the same way I am mm-hmm. where a lot of the things he, he so for instance, he's all about hockey. Hockey's his favorite sport, he loves it, followed by baseball, followed by football. Um, he does. He hates being cold, though. So I don't think I've got a long-term hockey player oh, in my okay. future. Which so is do huge. something smart, like don't give him really good warm stuff to wear when he plays. So no, he's always no. Freezing, so I he want gets him to freeze to death, so he yes. doesn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. But he did want to go camping one time in our backyard. So because his his buddies that have the backyards that butt up against ours, they're like, oh my god, 
They're they're the family that they go. Uh, it's it's just it's in suffer. They're they're that family that they have all, everything. They, well, no, but they they do a lot of that stuff. Okay, yeah, I mean, but they have the. They're making me look awful. The, sure, Out, outdoor campfires and okay. things like that. It's like my God, am I that lazy? Mm. So what I did is I set up the tent in the basement. Oh, smart. See? See? smart. So then you get the bathroom, you get everything right there, and I don't have to get eaten alive by mosquitoes. And that's not camping, though. That doesn't count. It's pretend camping, though. See, yes. we can still okay. have the flashlights right. and the pretend fire. Well, you tell me when you go camping next, because uh-huh. I'd want to see it. Hey, by, by the subject? way, does your wife camp? She doesn't look like much of a no, camper. No, no. She's, uh, she's much less of a camper than I am. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I live in St. Paul, and I thought, I you said to my girls, that. like, maybe we could just put the, like, a uh, on the deck, just go out on the back deck. I live kind of in a sketchy neighborhood, and I'm like, well, I don't want to get robbed. not live in a sketchy neighborhood. I do, too. I live in a really great neighborhood, like where one block a senator lives on it, and the next block, the guy who sells the senator cocaine lives on that block. <laughs> so it's, oh it's that's oh the, God. that's where I live. That's the neighborhood I live in. What neighborhood in St. Paul? Uh, Cathedral Hill. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The main streets of Cathedral, Cathedral Hill. Hill. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. It's, it's a wonderful neighborhood. Oh, the 20 years I've been there, and I won't move. No, because you're yeah. Mr. St. Paul. Yeah, you're not going there. anywhere. Yeah, and I, I like the little sketch oh, part Oh, my God. It, we right? need to change the subject okay. real, real fast. Uh, hey, the Twins <laughs> hired a manager. Um, oh my God! You know what we need to play for? Was he like twenty? How old? He's he's young, by the way. Okay, hey, can I young. can I share with you guys? Sure. So I'm obviously baseball's my I love baseball it's, favorite yeah. sport. Well, town baseball, which no one cares. But about, I but, but I love but even I, even pro baseball. I okay. love pro baseball. I really it was a sad day for me today. Why? Because no one no one no. who is involved with the '87 World Series is now on the team that you know or no, care about. No, what? No. 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 For the first time ever. Oh, I know what it is. I'm older than the Twins. I knew exactly. Wait till you start having that happen where you look at somebody and say, well, you know, when I get to be your age and the person says, well, how old are you? And you say, well, I'm 40. And he says, oh, I'm 34. And you're like, what? Uh, Wait, you're you're younger than me already? Yes. I did inform uh, Derek Falvey and Thad Levine that I would toss my hat in the ring when I was mad that they didn't bring. How old are those two guys? They're Probably in their early 40s, I'm guessing. Okay, and then they hired a guy who's That's 37. 37. Okay, 37. so major league baseball yeah. coach, a manager, not a coach. And, to, sh- that up, and right? to show my age, there's a classic, the best baseball video game of all time is MVP Baseball 2005. And I, I know there's listeners out there that agree with me on that. You can now make a nine-player lineup in MVP Baseball 2005 with current active managers that played during when that oh, video game was released. Wow. That's kind of fun. Wow, it's I was, absurd. That, that's uh, I was out with uh, my girlfriend and this big group. We went out to a nice dinner, and one of the guys I just sold his company, so he bought this beautiful sports car. I mean, beautiful. And on the back. Uh, we were standing there looking at it, and it says STA85. He graduated from St. Thomas Academy. Sure. It says STA85. And my beautiful oh, Wait, on, on, uh, on, on his license, license plate? plate? Like a person, okay. And he's, he's not... It's like, that'd be a weird he, thing he, to get inside on your It's just funny dr- that he trunk. put it on there, right? He, okay. he always jokes about that being the best year. And my beautiful girlfriend says, what does STA85 stand for? And he says, that's the year I graduated from St. Thomas Academy. And my girlfriend looks at him and says, I was born in 82. And... She the look on his face was like crap. <laughs> like sell the car, it doesn't matter. Burn it. I don't, don't even sell it. Just, just burn yeah, it. Yeah, just the way she said. I was born in '82. Like but you, I was three years old when you graduated. No from matter school. what stage you are in life, there are always those reminders that make you feel old. And it doesn't matter if you're I'm 40, about to be 41, or you're Declan's age. Declan's 13, mm-hmm. going on four, whatever yep. he is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but it's yep. it's those reminders. Oh man, I'm good. 
for me, it, it's, I don't know, it's all kind of relative, so to speak. But for me now, it's with my kids. Mm-hmm. Because now, as as you know, it's when your kids get older, you're like, oh my God. Like, my son's about to be seven. You remember when he was born. You're you're getting to the age, and this happened to me in, in my early 40s, where um, occasionally I'll walk down a flight of stairs, and I realize I'm holding the handrail. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just put my hand on the handrail. Like, how did this happen? Well, you need or, balance. Where I, I sit yeah. back into a chair and, like, have that moment of startle, like, the chair's not there. And I'm like... What am I doing? What do I think I'm going to do? Fall to my death because I don't make the chair? Well, it could it happen. It all changes. Could happen, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. It yeah. makes me feel so better. Mm-hmm. Four, let's, 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 hope, let's hope I make it a couple more days. Uh, you were saying something about... Uh, I'm still going... Let's go back to this this co- uh, manager because oh. I don't know anything about him. Do Rocco you know? Baldelli, which sounds like a porn star name, but it's not. <laughs> well, it wasn't one of the most famous porn stars, an Italian guy named Rocco. Oh, you did not know that. I did not. Oh well, then I it is a porn star name. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I, my hunch wasn't that far okay, off. No, you were right on. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was. Uh, Mackie and Judd actually had him on earlier today, and I will say this because I remember when he was a big hotshot prospect coming up, and mm-hmm. he came up with the Tampa Bay Rays, and he was supposed to be, you know, like he was. He was what Byron Buxton is right now. He was a big hotshot outfield so, prospect. So just a total. Well, his problem was he got hurt. His I it, thought he was sick. I thought he had sickness. He, he did. He okay. got hurt right away, and then he had a. It was a muscle, muscle, bilateral leg weakness. Was, no, was, no, no, this was real. This was oh, made okay. up. Okay, yeah, good. Was, yeah, unlike checking. the other yeah, one. Yeah, this, this was, was just making sure I thought, oh, crap, another bilateral leg weakness. Which was too bad, but he actually talked, uh, he discussed that with Mackie and Judd about how, listen, I never, I'm, I was never in a position that I felt sorry for myself, sure. you know, but you could just tell he's a really cerebral guy that that cares about. You jealous? Am I jealous? Yeah, just no, bit. I'm just, it sounds like they, they hired the right guy. That's okay. all I really cared about. Am I jealous of his job? Hell yeah, I'd be yeah. the manager in two seconds. No, I get it. How, how is he going to do, uh, does he speak Spanish? He was actually, Royce asked him that at the press <laughs> That's conference. not a dumb question. No, it's not. Okay. Because, you know, now in baseball, that's 50% of your of your Of the Twins. Of your I mean, pipeline what, what, All is, we have, that's uh, 75% of what matters for the Twins. Well, right? and Latin America has become the new form of, you know that's where all the talent mm-hmm. is now is in Latin America. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, yeah, you're still going to draw kids from high schools and in some cases colleges, but it's Latin America where all the talent is. So he does or does not. No, he did. He said he. In fact, Royce he asked him the question if he spoke uh, fluent Spanish, and he said yes, but I need to get better at it or whatever. Okay. And then literally the next question oh, no. asked was uh, the guy from the Spanish. Uh, either Spanish uh, radio station show. or the oh. radio network, and, and he literally asked him a question in Spanish. It was it couldn't and, have been better. And did and the guy answer it? He, yeah, he did. Oh, he did because yeah, I thought great. he would have said, uh, "Como se Can I get a, yeah, can I get a translator yeah, here? Uh, but it was, oh, no. it was it was it was a lot of fun. So oh, that's anyway. cool. Well, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, he brings a, you know, hopefully he didn't step himself into a fire pit of. Sure, discontent. but at the same time, I look around and I see the Dodgers playing the Red Sox, and it's like, okay, oh, they're sucks, just not they're it? just not playing in the same stratosphere as these other teams right yeah, now. We've done it before; we can do it again. Sure, um, that'll do it for this week's edition. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Richard, you're, you're the a best. treat, uh, Declan. Thanks for pinch hitting again. Always appreciate oh, you, yeah. my friend. Anytime. If you missed any portion of this beautiful show, you can always check out the podcast. You can find it online at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. We'll be back next Thursday night.